farewell. Hello, friends. Welcome to the Spooky Chris Podcast. I am the one and only Spooky Chris. My name is Chris Ringler. I am an author, uh, very infrequent filmmaker, about as infrequent artist, um, uh, movie reviewer, and ne'er do well. Welcome to my basement, <laughs> my cavern. Um, uh, hey, uh, you can find out all about me and uh, all my podcasts and everything else, all about my books. I am, an, like I said, an author of a whole heap of books um, at SpookyChris.com, and that's where you can find my little shack in the woods. I thought... <laughs> Professional here. Uh, I thought I would regale you with a funny story that I, I don't know I mean over the years God knows I probably I'm, I know I've written about it uh, somewhere in the blogs if you want to go relive the blogs um, but I don't know if I've ever podcasted about it so if I have this, this is this is the week uh, on your your series that uh, it's a flashback episode or a repeat before it gets back to the new episodes um, but I thought it would be funny and entertaining to me to regale you with uh the story of a uh a haunt my then girlfriend now wife went to uh, a few years ago um you'll see if you're amused as i was uh so once upon a time um my again then girlfriend now wife uh was a journalist and uh, she has always, like myself, been a fan of horror and spooky stuff and Halloween and all that stuff. And in her her job as a reporter, she was offered the opportunity to go and check out this overnight haunt that these folks were putting on. It was the first year they were going to do it. Um, and it was a, you know, you camped there and they they had like a whole evening um, experience. And we were both like all in. Um, it was obviously around Halloween, um, probably a little bit before, like maybe September-ish. And we were both all in. Um, so she, she signs us up and we go and uh, go to this. Um, it was in a, I don't know what you'd call like a, a suburb of Flint, like one of the outlying cities. Um, at this big haunted house, the people who put it on had, uh, had a successful haunted house, had decided they wanted to try their hand at these over overnight kind of things. These had started up to get popular uh, and you still see them once in a while, but you know, they had like a second there. Um, and there was only like that year, there was a couple of them. There was this one and another one. Um, and you still see them, but, um, I think it's just. It's going to be more labor intensive, more costly 
So you see them from here, you know, here and there, but not really in our area or our region a whole lot. Um, so it was totally novel. Um, so we were in and we would go and we park and, and it's, gosh, we got there, I don't know, probably 6.30 or 7 um, and proceeded to get into a line that we stood in for about an hour and a half. It was about 90 minutes. And it was, I mean, gosh, it was over 100 people deep. Had to be. Big line. Everybody was super amped up, super excited. Uh, really into the idea of this overnight haunt, um, which is cool. Like, you know, it, it was exciting and fun because everybody was into it. Everybody wanted to to go and experience this and, and didn't know what was going to happen. And, and, uh, and again, it was a successful haunt, you know, that was putting it on. So it seemed as if it would be, you know, kind of a legit cool experience. And we were, we were all excited. So we stood in line and waited and waited. And finally the way they had it. And again, the, the preamble for this was amazing, like great stuff. So we wait. So because of the, the uh, pedigree that this place had, everyone was excited and in line and ready to go and uh, really amped up for this. So you went up, like I say, and you got up there and, and gave your name and you check in and, and do all that stuff. And and uh, and it was an expensive thing because it was overnight. Um, and luckily, my my well, again, it's my wife, my wife um, had us both on the list and we get ready. And so what they had is that they loaded folks up into a bus and and it may not have been as many people as i think like in my mind it's a hundred some odd people it might have been like 60 70 i can't remember because i can't remember, recall how many buses they took um i just remember it was a long line um but so they herded us all into a bus and the windows are all blacked out and it's an old school bus and the windows are all blacked out, so you have no idea where you're going, which was great. And it's ingenious because it means that, you, I mean, they control the environment. Um, so it's smart in that you can't just, like, text somebody like, oh, hey, you should come out and, you know, crash it or, like, try to sneak in people. And it makes it, I mean, it really did add an element of creepiness. Cause it's, and it's funny because that's, that's the beauty of haunts. Uh, is that even if you are, I mean, you, you know, for a fact, like, oh, obviously this isn't, they're not really going to do anything scary. Like they're not, really not going to kill me. They're not going to, you know, use that chainsaw, but it's the idea that they could, that, that you just don't know. And, and again, it's, it's, it's all mind games, but it's great when it works. Um, and it's just, this worked, um, absolutely hundred percent. This worked, this, this setup worked perfectly. Um, so we, like I say, we loaded all loaded up and, and headed out, uh, in this bus and it was great because everybody was amped up and everybody's talking. It's like, it's kind of like when you're in line at amusement park stuff and everybody's just like, Oh my God, blah, 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 blah. And everybody's talking and it's, it's, you know, the camaraderie. And then it kind of like, I should, <laughs> I should have known, I should have known, I should have known. Um, as the illusion starts to, to crack a little, um, the bus driver who they're just a bus driver. They don't, they don't really care. Uh, turned on like a hip hop station that didn't really come in. So like, <laughs> to fade in and out. And it was like, Oh, okay. Well, that's not, 
That's not really scary, but <laughs> it's like, okay. And it's, you know, it's about a half an hour at least drive to get this place. I mean, it seems like it was longer, but it was probably about a half an hour. Um, and so we're you know driving and it's, I finally get to a place and it's very rough and get out and bus stops, throw open the doors and it's night out. And you get out and it's really hectic because there had to have been at least a couple of buses. Cause I'm thinking like, so you had dropped your packs of stuff and they were going to, they like, they took them out and then they, and again, this is, and it's, it's, I'll say this with everything like this and everything else, it's easy to criticize from, you know, from the, you know, the, the future to look back and say, Oh, well, they, they should have done this and they should have done that. And this is one of those things. It's very easy to, to criticize and say, Oh, well, it's very foolish for them to just kind of in the middle of the, the night with very dim lighting, like torches and stuff. And not like, you know, you had flashlights, but not a lot of lighting. Um, and, and I can't remember if you take your cell phones or not. I, I, I think you, I think you could, I just can't remember. Um, but, uh, they kind of piled everybody's stuff in, in piles, um, together. So that was, again, miserable. So you're getting out, you know, getting out there, but anyways, all right, so I'll get to that. So you get there, you get out. As soon as you're getting off this bus, they put a, a sack over your head, which is creepy in a lot of ways because you don't realize you're like, oh, this has probably been worn by a bunch of people. Gross. But it's, again, disorienting because you're putting sack on your head and they're yelling at you and they're like, whoa, whoa, you know, they're trying to scare you and they start herding you forward and you're, you're kind of following a rope and you're going forward and they're, they're, they're jacking themselves up and getting you all like, ah, freaked out. Uh, and it's super effective. And you get to a point and you can take the masks off. And that's where, again, so, hey, here's all your stuff. Um, like, here's all your gear. Get your gear and go find a camping spot. So, you know, you have to go and search for your gear. And that's again initially super stressful because you're like oh my god i can't find my stuff where is it um and that started to upset people and freak them out and in and, and not a great way i could see where it could you could make it creepy but it was more of a frustration where it's like i why am i having to deal with this why, why i don't want to deal with this um and then uh so you get your stuff and you start wandering and they had like a they had a setup so you could watch movies up front but you didn't really want to do that because you kind of want to go and get your campsite. So there's camps, there's, there's spots and people are getting their campsite set up and they're, they're going to provide a camp site and tent and stuff. And so we're looking and then we're looking. Um, and we found, you know, we found, we could not find for a long time the you know lot, like you know, lot 17 and then finally found it. And there was already a couple there that were kind of like, took domain of it which is weird because so you'd have to share the tent with another person or couple which was weird and we were like well that's not awesome so we put our gear in there and kind of sit tight and there's a nearby campfire so you go to the campfire and hanging out and uh they had you know they had i want to say they had some kind of food that they had offered because i remember that there was food in the morning like hot dogs or whatever but we're all basically just kind of waiting for this to get going. And the way they had it is that you could get, you would wear a wrist thing, like a, a, a glow-in-dark wrist, um, jellied wrist thing. I can't, uh, 
forget what we call them, but you know, where you break them and they, they glow. Um, and it was different colors if you wanted the full experience or if you wanted like the coward experience. And I was like, coward, this guy, I don't want. And with the full experiences, like they can touch you, they can get in your face. Like there was, it was very fuzzy on the, the line where it was. And I was like, I'm not super comfortable with that. My, and my wife was like, I'm here. You know, she was there to do the story. She was Ellen. Um, so we, you know, kind of tunker down around the fire and we're just sitting and waiting and we're all waiting and waiting and waiting. And you can start, you know, like seriously, like it's, it's, and people are still showing up, um, like, so they must've had several buses, um, cause people were showing up for the next hour and change and we're getting super frustrated and super uh, angry about it because they were getting there so late and because it was so hard to find campsites and everything was just chaotic. There was not really anybody that were non-participants that could easily point you in the direction you wanted to go. Like this is one of those things where you need wayfinders and not just at the front, but you need them, you know, walking through and stuff. And then kind of, there should be a point where it's like game on and they didn't do that. And again, it's easy to, to decry that now. Um, but this seems like a, an easy, something easy and obvious that they should have handled immediately. Like that, that should have been in the planning for the whole thing. So we're waiting and waiting and we're hanging out with this, you know, a couple or two. And then you start seeing, and people would just go out and go off in the woods to go pee. So you didn't have to go all the way up to the front. Cause it was hard to cut. There was like one or two porta potties and they're way up there. And it was just no bueno. Like it wasn't great. So people just go off in the woods and we kind of started to figure out that this area, cause it was hilly and there were a little pot, like kind of, uh, foxholes almost. And it was a, some kind of a camp for, uh, paintball. Um, I, I don't know if we ever figured out where it was, but that's where it was. And it's, it's, and it's an interesting area for it, but it's, it's funny cause it, they waited, they took so long to get things going. And it might've been because they were waiting for all the buses to come in. I don't know. But it took so long that you start to imagine things. You imagine people are out in the woods stalking you. You imagine you hear things, you imagine stuff. And it's just like, what? Well, finally, you know, not just around midnight, you, they start like, basically they come in a line and all these people and most of them like clowns and stuff start kind of walking around and they, they're starting to go campsite to campsite to do spooky stuff. And we're just watching like, holy crap. And they had it. So in like, it literally was like kind of like a, a, a wedding table dismissals, like for dinner, like they go to the first one, go to the next one, go to the third one, go to the fourth one. Cause they didn't have a huge cadre of people. It was probably just all the people they had at their, uh, at their haunt. So it was a slow process as we all waited and you started to get a creepy feeling and not in a great way. Cause so as we're watching, we start to see that they're being very physical with people. They're getting in their faces and screaming at them. Um, that we, well, I'll get to the word bad stuff. Um, like it didn't look fun, creepy. It just looked like, well, this is a thing. Um, we started finally having people come through our area. Um, and they were just being obnoxious and they'd sit down and get in your face. And, um, I'm trying to think like, 
this one of the the girls that had like this baby doll kind of mask on was sticking like food in my wife's face and like they kind of reeked a pot and she was just like oh she stuck her her finger in her mouth and stuck it in her ear and my wife is like "Mm, no bueno and like did that kind of stuff and was like oh we're gonna get you but like so it wasn't scary it was just obnoxious and it was annoying um and they they would do that from time to time like you'd see them as the the scares are coming they would kind of wander around kind of like i'm sure trying to build up like fear i guess but it was just more annoying where it was like okay cool it's them again hey what are you guys doing we're gonna get you what's up blah blah it's like cool hey what's up yep you're scary oh my god oh and we just started dreading dealing with them uh, my wife started it was funny my wife started getting angrier and angrier the more especially this one chick kept coming around and it, like it again it wasn't scary it was just annoying but we would sit there and, it, and we befriended another couple um that we kind of hung out with like it was weird because there was the one couple that kind of went in the tent and disappeared and we i don't think they banged one out but like this disappeared in the tent and then disappeared the rest of the night um we weren't quite sure what happened to them um but as we watched like there was you would start to see like some of the, the scare stuff was happening and it was super disturbing um like that one girl they were they manhandled and they dragged her and they like got on top of her and like held her down and somebody they were like dragged around and somebody they tied to a tree the stuff that wasn't scary i mean it wasn't good scary it was disturbing scary and it just and it felt like the wheels were starting to come off of this thing and we were watching like again the scares weren't scary it was people being obnoxious and then people getting manhandled um and because they have masks on stuff it's not like it's it's a weird and that's the scary thing with all of these haunts is that you know you put someone in a mask you don't know who they are or what they're about and they there's a depersonalization where they feel a little freer um but i mean it it disturbed us deeply like we were like (sighs) and it's dramatic it's dramatic to say this but honest to god it felt like we were going to watch a rape because that's how far it felt like they were going to go and they didn't they obviously did not but it felt so like wrong and like they did this stuff for a little while and then it stopped and then so like two it just stopped we sat around for a while waited um and once in a while like that one girl would come by and people would come by but we kept waiting for kind of more something more and it reached a point where nothing else happened and so all of us are just sitting there waiting for something to happen waiting to be scared waiting for you know, to be impressed waiting for you know we spent a lot of money to be there and we're waiting and waiting and waiting and nothing's happening and as it gets later and later people are starting like f this i'm out I'm, i am like this isn't worth this this is stupid and you started slowly seeing people walking out and i don't know you know there was not a we didn't have our cars there we didn't know where they were they were going but they were leaving um and that was one of the things it was, was kind of like hey you gotta stay here and blah blah, blah. like if you're gonna you know it's you're, once you're there you're there kind of a thing and all that 
Um, but people, you know, like I say, people were slowly more and more fed up with it and over it. And they were just not about it. Um, and so as, as you know, dawn started getting, you know, rolling in more and more people were walking out. And so we just hung out there at the fire with this couple, just kind of talking, talking crap. And, uh, just kind of just, wow, this was a dumpster fire and this was terrible. And we can't believe this. And we couldn't believe it. And I still like have, you know, I'm shocked that it happened that like all of this happened that like people paid this much money um because there was a full-on no joke no doubt mutiny by the guests by all of the the fans um bit by bit they started wandering out and people you know started coming by and like hey you know just so you know we've we've called for the buses the buses are gonna be coming they're gonna come at like i don't know or something but they're they're becoming they're coming earlier just wait here they are coming blah 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 and they wouldn't you know uh that uh masked girl like even came by and apologized people came by and said hey i'm sorry things didn't work out blah blah because i think they understood that whatever this was built up to be this wasn't it and people were mad and they were yelling at the people that were working it and there were no essentially no managers um that was made clear it's like hey there's no manager here there's no no owner no boss this is just us as far as we knew that was what we were told so you know just everybody was kind of like very conscious of like look i know it sucks but it's just us like don't don't shoot the message kind of thing so again just hunker down of like well there's nowhere to go we're just gonna wait and waited and waited and waited and you know you just don't realize how long time drags and stuff like that where you're waiting to get out of there to go home we're cold it was really cold we were miserable we were hungry um just over it um and we're waiting and waiting and as dawn comes like some of the folks like started coming around with like hey do you guys want hot dogs like we have some hot dogs you know from last night um it seems like they were trying to like they had some kind of breakfast or something i can't remember if they maybe offered a breakfast but like they were i mean the people that were there that kind of actually cared that worked it and cared um felt bad um legitimately and they they really wanted to to kind of at least make amends and uh you know and so we all just kind of we, we waited by the fire until finally we're just like we're gonna go up front <laughs> we're tired of this we're going up front so me and my wife got her stuff went up front and there's a long line of people waiting for this bus and you start seeing like people people called family members and came all the way out there. Somebody went in on a taxi with a bunch of people and it was like a hundred dollars for a taxi. Cause it was such a long drive. Cause we didn't have like a nearby taxi, but they went in on it with people like, and they were like, I'm going to sue. I'm getting my money back. This is stupid. Um, you know, people were just so angry and venting their spleens and just so mad about the whole experience. And it was crazy. And it's just one of those things that you, you, everybody is kind of connected and you can't stop talking to one another about it. It's like, Oh, did you see that? I can't believe this. I can't be, you know, it's just, it's exhilarating because you are on the bus that is crashing. You are in the train wreck, um, watching the train go off the tracks. And, uh, finally after a long wait, um, bus pulled up and we got on 
uh, and went back home. And my wife wrote a scathing piece about it. And it was funny because we both just like tucked it. We both wrote long Facebook posts and tucked in. And, and there was like a Facebook group started against this company. And people were claiming they were going to sue. And it was just, oh, it was a whole thing. Um, and it was so bad, you know, and they were going to refund people. And it was bad enough that they never, ever did this again. Like the haunt still exists. They still do their haunt stuff. Um, they do not talk about this, this experience that they created, this event. They don't talk about it. It didn't happen. Say nothing, know nothing, do nothing. <laughs> like that's all there is to it. Um, but uh, yeah, it was just it was just one of those experiences. And the funny, funny thing was like so same. I want to say same year, like a little while long later. Uh, um, like that might have even been in the the summer. I'm I'm thinking about now that might have been in the summer because of this other one we got invited to in the fall. They had seen. Um, my wife's, uh, uh, story in this place was like, Hey, we'd love to have you out to ours. We also do this. So we are like, okay. So we go and it was immediately cooler because you go and it's at a, like a haunted attraction. And it was like, Hey, it's, and it was like a hundred and some odd dollars to do this thing. If you go do it. Um, but like, Hey, get here X amount, X time. Like you're here at nine, get here at nine, set your tent up and you have until midnight to go through the haunted houses and the midway and have fun and hang out um, until we get this thing going. So they're kind of like, hey, man, you already pay that much money. Just come and enjoy the whole thing. So we went and, and did the haunted houses and wandered around, and I got lost in one of the haunts, and it was just, well, actually, we both did. Um, and, but it had a real good time. And so midnight comes, well, we got our tent up, got everything ready, and you go out, and they do a big like introduction thing and, and this is another one where they had they had a theater area set up so like a drive-in theater that they were showing movies in all night um and then they had like all the midway stuff open um they had stuff for you to do all night but basically um you uh there was a part of it part of the thing and they put you in teams and there was a scavenger hunt and that this was the, the you know the big heart of this thing and like you had a balloon, like balloon or balloons or something, and you had to go through and not get the balloon popped. And it was like, it's, it's fuzzy in my mind, but it was super fun. And you're kind of sneaking around and trying to stay away from the the, the monsters in this, this big woodlands because they had a, uh, a walk through the woods kind of thing. And it was super fun and super like, it was scary because like, I can't remember how many you had, but like they would try to trick you to pop the balloons. They gave you a few and they try to trick you and stuff. And like after a while, like they had a uh, like those of us that had a balloon left, like got a prize. and It was like a skull or something like a real skull. And they had a burlesque show and they had all kinds of stuff going on all night. Um, they had food that you could get um, like it was a whole thing. Um, and it was funny because, again, I opted out on being like fooled with because I just wasn't feeling it, especially at the last one. Um but it was neat because, you know, you say go and hunker down in your tent and they would come and like grab you and quote unquote drag you out of your tent. Like they just take you and they like took my wife out into the woods and left her. And like they had people planted in the woods and they're like trying to like, Ooh, we're going to get you like trying to be scary. And it did freak her out because you don't know where you're going and you're in the dark and stuff. But it was a much better run 
event much more fun there was a lot more going on like there was stuff going on until late into the night like you know even just their their stops where they'd come in and, and kind of spooky at the tent um they had a big bonfire we hung around by that for a while at one point um it's funny because at the end of everything like they did a big like in the morning like big kind of <laughs> like exercise routine as all the monsters um but it was funny just like the um the difference between one that's well planned out well run and has like kind of goals in mind like hey we're gonna do this we're gonna do that we're gonna do this um very summer campy um like we have a plan in place and we're gonna you know when you know we're gonna do this whereas the other place was other event was much more free form and because of that i'm sure it gives you more ability to to kind of go with the flow but it, it just the flow was down a toilet unfortunately um but it was interesting um those kind of of things are for people into scare you know like haunts and haunted houses they're they're super fun when done right and they're so intense and um especially you can be you know, camping in there and stuff it's really really fun time but it's so like it's one of those where I wouldn't want to be an early adopter kind of a thing is because you are you are there as they're trying to figure things out. Um, you know, we went to a, a haunt at uh, our, our regional Renaissance Festival the first year they did it. And we, you know, we went through early and and as you figure it's like, oh, it's a, a, a great place. So put in some ghouls and you have a great idea. And they just didn't. They, they did some atmosphere stuff, but it was not nearly enough scares that it felt like, and, you know, they had movies going, which was cool, but like, it felt like a waste at the end. So it's easy to get these things wrong. Um, I've talked at length about haunts and my opinions and w what they should and shouldn't be. And, and, uh, you know, ad nauseum, but I still think like it's one of those things it seems like when we hit adulthood, um, we are always chasing the same feelings we would get as a kid, the feelings of excitement, of joy, of fear, like all these things that um, feel so foreign to us as we get older that, you know, of course, we're scared of, of things when we're older, but like, we're scared of losing our job, we're scared of losing our loved ones. Um, we're scared of being, you know, being broke, you know, all those things, being on the street. Um, so it's not the same. It's not the same primal fear of someone's going to get me. And there's a difference. And it's neat that horror offers that. And it's funny how many people turn their nose up to horror and like, oh, they think of it very juvenile. Like, like you know, all phantoms, like very juvenile. And I can, again, name any fandom, any any hobby and, and point the same finger and say, is it so? Because most of our hobbies bring us back to childhood because it was at a time when we felt most ourselves. We didn't worry as much about what we looked like generally. And I say this generally. I realize there are people that obviously do, but many of us did not worry about that. We don't worry about if somebody likes us or doesn't like us. We don't worry about what people think about us as much. We just worry about having fun um and again like this is easy for me to say without and, and it's a very high-end kind of saying this it's not a obviously there are kids that have terrible childhoods and people it's believe me i get it 
but we're always chasing those feelings because our feelings are much more simple too. It's not, you know, I love this. I hate this. I like this. I like that. It's not, well, I love this, but it's expensive. Or I love them, but, you know, they're a terrible person. Or I, you know, I like going to this place, but it's far away. You know, it's, it's, it is very direct and very, very simple. And we're always chasing that. And our hobbies, like I say, take us back to that. Takes back to the creativity where we don't worry about big picture. We worry about, I want to draw this picture. I want to write this thing. I want to paint this thing. I want to build this thing. Um, or sports where it's just like the joy of playing a game because sports are games. The joy of, 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 of competitiveness and, and playing and uh, all of this stuff, like, you know, being in a band. Like just lo playing music with people that you hope are your friends. You don't worry about like you're going to be a rock star. No, you just want to play music. Um, and, and, and haunts give us a little of that, you know, for a brief period of time. And people get the same kind of feelings, because uh, I know I do, around Christmas and the holidays and stuff. Is that, that joy, joy of being a child and kind of like the wonder. And we don't get that stuff enough um, in our day to day. So... It's interesting. It is interesting. And that is my story, kitties. Uncle Chris has said all he needed to say. I hope you are well. I hope you are staying weird. I will be back sooner than you think, friend. You can find all my stuff at SpookyChris.com. I am the one and only Spooky. soon my friend